welcome back to Tea to Green with host Jensen and Megan. We're excited to welcome Megan Schofield for our sixth episode. A junior at Auburn University, Megan has an impressive list of accomplishments. Her freshman year, she had a scoring average of 71.95 with two top 15 finishes, two top 10, three top fives, and two individual wins at Lake Oconee Invitational and the Liz Murphy Fall Collegiate Classic. She also helped her team win the SEC Championship last year and reached the quarterfinals of the NCAA Championship. She's had plenty of awards to back up those results, as she's a Golf Week All-American, a member of the First Team All-SEC, and SEC All-Freshman Team. She's also participated in some of the most prestigious events in amateur golf. In 2020, she competed in both the Augusta National Women's Amateur and the Arnold Palmer Cup. She also won the Florida Women's Am in 2020. This last summer, she was an alternate for the Curtis Cup team and was a semifinalist at the North and South Amateur. Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. Really excited to hear all the questions you have and hopefully give some really good answers. First off, we have to know, how did you first get into golf? So my coach at home, he did a golf camp every single summer and I started doing that when I was probably six or seven. And then I started playing with my dad some around 10 or 11, did that for like four or five months and then decided to quit, just was not feeling golf and then got back into it when I was 13 and just kept playing since then. And I've had the same, the guy that got me into golf that did the summer camps, he's still my same swing instructor. So I've had known him since the day I was born. What a special relationship you have with him. Yeah, no, we're super close. He actually caddied for me at Augusta last year. Um, he usually comes to two or three of my events every year during school. Uh, he's just a great guy. And my older sister went to high school with his oldest son, and I graduated with his youngest son. And they live across the street from me. I can hit probably a pitching wedge into his driveway. So it must not be that far. I'm just kidding. Mm -mm. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I know it's probably about 60 yards right yep exactly I'm just kidding so how old were you when you first played in your first tournament middle school golf probably like 13 and then outside of that 14 what events or tours did you compete in when I started out I played a lot of Red Hills which is like a local thing for my area so like they would go all the way from like Destin to probably Live Oak, which is like the panhandle of Florida. And then I started playing Florida Junior Tour, which like all Florida people know, it's like a pretty good tour, two day events, decent competition for like the prize and you play good golf courses. And then started playing AJGA when I was 15 or 14 or 15, started playing AJGA. Pretty young. Mm, yeah. What tournaments would you recommend for kids who are looking for exposure and competition? Honestly, to, I feel like it kind of depends on your skill level. Like you don't want to go to an AJGA that you like aren't ready for yet. Like, I think that was something that my parents helped me do really, really well. Like I played Red Hills, which was like for local kids, like there was one tournament every month. So like, it was just so you could get your foot in the door kind of thing. And I played that and I feel like that helped me get my confidence up. But I would say whatever, like most states have like a state tour. And I think that's the biggest thing, like to start playing that. And then once you can get into AJGAs, maybe play those. But like, if you have the scores, like it doesn't really matter what tour you're playing. In, I, I think like, that's what all of our, like all of our coaches say, like, if you have scores, like it's going to back it up. Like, yes, AJGA is probably the best because that is the best competition. You play probably the hardest courses, but if you're still shooting 65, like that's still 65, like that's going to get coaches notice. Yeah, I think that's a super solid point. Me personally, I played in probably less than 10 AJGAs. I think so highly of AJGAs. Mm -hmm. I mean, minus the expense there, but the courses, you know, you're playing against very good competitive golfers yeah. on good golf courses. Um, but I think you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to golf. Like, what are you shooting? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that. In your opinion, were there any specific events that helped you get noticed or recruited? I wouldn't say a specific event, but I would say probably a specific time. I had a really good summer going into my junior year. I played some really good golf and was like 
my scores kept like I would shoot 75 in one term and the next term I'd shoot 73 72 like my scores just kept getting progressively lower and like I was just starting to trend the right direction and I felt I wanted one AJGA that summer and that helped get a decent amount of notice the scores weren't great but I still won like that was still a big deal I felt like that summer was like the summer like the turning point for me like I could finally see like okay like coaches were starting to notice me like I was starting to hear back from some coaches and I just felt like I was trending in the right direction off topic do you remember the first time you met me the U.S. girls qualifier in South Carolina yes we that played is- in the, the first we were playing for the first and second alternate and you made birdie I made par did I beat you yeah you beat me Oh, I don't think I, I, I made that. a I made a dang good par. I'm not gonna lie. I was like in the woods and I made like a 25 footer for par. <laughs> was was that your junior year? No, that must be sophomore. I think sophomore going into junior year, maybe. No. Uh no, it might have. I think it was junior going into senior because I only played US girls once and I qualified for it my year the summer going into college. Uh, it's such a vivid memory of me and you we were walking I know, out the I remember that yep I remember that like yesterday honestly it will I mean it makes you feel any better it's not like that first alternate spot helped me get into the championship <laughs> no <laughs> I know that's why I was like oh, I don't care like I'm not gonna get it whatever screw it <laughs> I actually thought you won that I don't know why I just for- totally forgot about all Mm-mm. of it well pat on my back <laughs> <laughs> how old were you when you started visiting colleges and when did you commit I started visiting colleges my fall of junior year. So that made me 16. Yeah, 16. So I started visiting a decent amount of schools then. Um, and then I committed to Kentucky in January of my junior year and was committed there until September of my senior year. And then decommitted and then a month later committed to Auburn which is where I am now yeah love the sound of that (laughs) not (laughs) um but I mean recruiting process is hard and you know you make mistakes and you committed really early so Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's about doing what's best for you and making sure you're happy where you are not that Kentucky was bad but I'm sure that's not some of the areas like the weather probably not that important it was very important to you and it's cold up here mm-hmm. yeah and like closeness to home is a big thing but like I always wanted to come to Auburn honestly I came on a I went on a winter camp here when I was 14 or 15 right when I started playing golf and I just fell in love with it and like the winter camp wasn't like that great of a camp like it's just to get your foot in the door kind of thing like you can meet coaches get the stuff like just say you've come to the camp and I mean I had no right being at the camp like I was not good enough by any means but I did the camp and really 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 liked Auburn but coach Llewellyn already had someone for that year at the time so it just like wasn't going to work so I like crossed them off my list but like I absolutely loved loved Auburn like and always wanted to come here so then when I decommitted from Kentucky and the Auburn door opened up I was like this is like where I'm meant to be like everything happens for a reason I was like this is the place I'm supposed to go so it was like an easy easy decision for me yeah I mean it's like I said it's such a hard process and it is so easy to get off track of where your priorities are based on like mm-hmm. the school, you know like a big SEC yep. school like yes that's where I want to go and then you're like well wait you know what about the coaches what about the weather what about my major my major even there like the little pieces mm-hmm is where you have to put a lot of emphasis on it. Yeah, and I think, like, I know for me personally, like, before they made the rule change, like, everyone committed so early. Like, I was the last one in my class, and I was like, oh, crap, like, I need to commit now. Like, so when that, when Kentucky offered me, I was like, okay, duh, like, obviously, I'm going to take it. Like, everything's really good. Like, the weather, yeah, it's not great, but, like, I probably could look past it. So, like, I felt like I committed before I knew exactly, like, this is a place I want to be. And, like, it was just, I like rushed into it being, I mean, 16 years old, like obviously like when a big SE school, like you said, offers you, you're like, oh yeah, duh, like I'm going to take this. So that was the one thing I was like, I like, I should have never committed there, honestly, because like, I don't think that was the perfect fit for me. 
Right. And that's the thing is like, you have, it's so hard to know it's perfect. And then especially the more after I committed, you know, we all talk and we're all talking about, Oh, why did you choose this school? Why did you choose that school? And hearing what others say, I mean, you can just see the, the variety and what people choose and why they want that. You know, some people focus on what the weather's like or their major or just the team chemistry or what time workouts are. I mean, it's crazy what people put on. So if there's one piece of advice you'd give to others going through the recruiting process, what would that be? To make sure you know exactly what you want in school, to have everything like the pros and cons list. I think if I could go back and redo that, I definitely would have written out, okay, I like these 10 things about this school and I don't like these five things. Okay, the pros outweigh the cons. I think that's the biggest thing because like you kind of get wrapped up into like, oh, I'm at a big ACC school. Like, oh, this would be really fun to come to. Like, but do they have everything you're looking for? I think that'd probably be the best piece of advice I could give to someone younger. What is it about Auburn that you love the most? the tradition and the family atmosphere like before you come to Auburn everyone talks about it like oh it's a big family like you'll know it when you step on campus and I always like yeah yeah like I feel like every university says that but like when you come to Auburn like everyone here loves Auburn like this is like the place everyone wants to be that comes here like the love everyone has for this school is something like undescribable like it's the best place to be like that's what I told my parents. I'm like, I could not picture myself anywhere else going to another school. Like, this is it for me. Like, I love this place more than anything. Are there any traditions that you find a lot, Auburn? Well, everyone knows we've rolled tumors after like a big win. Um, we also have, a lot of people don't know this, but we have the eagle that flies around the stadium before a home football game, which if you've never seen it, it is top 10 one of the coolest things ever like gives me chills every single time like flies around the whole stadium and then swoops down and it is was really cool and then we have I wouldn't say this is like a tradition but like we have this thing called the Auburn Creed and it's like this whole thing written out and it's pretty cool like a lot of people love it and have like it printed out when they graduate so that's just some like one of our other traditions that people have yeah, I'll never forget when I took a visit to Auburn when I was in high school and they won the football game that I went to. And so we got to go toilet paper. And yeah. that was so unique and just so cool to like have everybody there after the game. Mm-hmm. And like, you're just standing with like toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like, it literally looks like it's like all just like white. Like there's oh. so much toilet paper. It is so cool. After we beat Bama my freshman year in the Iron Bowl, it was like, it looked like it had snowed. The amount of toilet paper in all the trees was insane. It was, that was a really cool moment for me. Yeah, we have like a pretty unique tradition like that here too, where after we win against UNC, um, they have benches out in front of all the dorms and they'll take them and put them in a pile and start a huge bonfire, which is really cool. We don't get to do it after every win, like, you know, oh, that's cool. football and stuff, but it is pretty fun. So what are you majoring in? I am a communications major. So for people that don't know, that's like pretty broad, basic major, not much to it. So what are those classes like? How is your schedule? I only have class Tuesday, Thursday, but <laughs> I know, I know whenever I say that people are like, what? Um, so I only have class Tuesday, Thursday, and it's not terrible. I'm in class nine to 1230. So it's not ideal, but to have Monday, Wednesday, Friday off, it's pretty nice. And I mean, communication classes are about what you'd expect them to be. A lot of talking, interacting with people, kind of learning what, how other people think and do, like why they do certain things. So, I mean, the classes aren't terrible. I find them really interesting because I'm like, I love to talk to people and learn what other people think, how, why they do certain things. So I really enjoy it. Yeah, that's great. And I, I think it'd be a good idea if you help me figure out how to get my classes on only Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's really nice. It is really nice. What is the living situation for your team? So for Auburn golfers, I do think we are the only sport at Auburn. We cannot live with our teammates, which coming in to Auburn, 
I was like, oh, that'll kind of stink. Like, I think I would like to live with my teammates. But now having been here for three years, I'm very thankful that I have never lived with my teammates because we spend so much time with them on the golf course, workouts, practice, eating, traveling, like we're with them 24 seven. And so it's nice to come home to three other girls that don't play golf. They play another sport and they don't really know that much about golf. So when I come home, we don't talk about golf, which is nice for y'all that get it. You know, that sometimes it's really nice to come home and not think about golf. And whenever I tell them, I tell, I could tell them I shot 95 and like, Oh, okay. You gave your best. Like, nice. Like, you know, like they don't care. So I really, really love not living with my teammates, even though I love my teammates to death. They're the best people, but I think it's really good to have that break and to be able to separate myself from them. Yeah, it's definitely all about having a balance. And that's a great way to like meet other people and meet other athletes. You know, when we're freshmen here, we also room with other athletes, which is just a great way to like, you know, just open like your experience when you first come into college and meet new people. And I also think it's really unique with, college golf because the people that don't make the lineup obviously won't travel with the team like some other sports they still get to go with and it's really nice when you live with other athletes because people will still be around you you know you won't be isolated where if you're living with other golfers and they're all gone and you're not sometimes that can be kind of hard so it's really nice to be able to just have separation that is very true yeah no it's really nice what does a day in the life look like for you at Auburn on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have lift at 6.30. So we do that. And then I'll go to breakfast with my team at our wellness kitchen, which is like our athlete only dining hall. And then I'll go practice and then come home and do homework. I honestly, I don't do that much. So it's not that interesting. But on Tuesday, Thursday, I have class 9 to 12.30. And then go to qualifying on Tuesday, Thursday, right after. So my Tuesday, Thursday schedule is pretty busy because it's 7.30 and I got home at 6.55 and left my house at 8.15. So it's a long day, but it's nice because my Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I can make it how I want. So Monday, Wednesday, we have like on your own time practice. Like, so we don't have, you have to be here two to five with the rest of the team Monday Wednesday you can kind of make it your own time just get the three hours done two hours done whatever time and then some Fridays we'll have team practice or we'll qualify so and then on the weekends we'll usually have Sunday off and qualify at 7 30 on Saturday mornings does your training schedule look similar when you go home yeah I think it looks pretty similar we have an app on our phone so we can have all of the workouts that our trainer logs on for us. So if you want to do the workouts, which most of us do, you can do them at home or like she'll give you, if you don't have access to a gym, she'll give you like body weight workouts that you can do or stuff like cardio workouts, just stuff so you can keep moving. So they're pretty similar. I might, I probably will work out maybe like four times a week at home just because there's not as much to do. And I usually have more free time. So, and I'll do like two days where I like run more instead of lift more. Cause when we're here, we do a decent amount of lifting. And what about when you practice? Do you prefer to play or just like go down to the range and practice for a while? I like to play a lot more than practice. I just, for me, that's something I've always liked. Like growing up, I used to never practice like ever. So I just think playing kind of helps me figure out what type of game I have and like what kind of shots I need to work on. And I just can see more of what I need to work on when I play. Do you compete at all in the winter and summer season? I usually play one tournament in the winter and then we'll play two or three in the summer. What events you usually play in and do you have any favorites out of the ones that you play in? So I just played the Sally Women's AM. And this was my first time playing in it. And I really, really enjoyed it. I thought the course was really ta- challenging. It showed all your weaknesses of your game. It is a really tough golf course. So it was it was a good track to play. And I played the Orlando Am last winter. And that one was pretty good too. Um, just a really, really big field. That was the only thing. And this year they played it on two courses. So I would say it probably went a little smoother because they were 
spread out, out a little bit better. Um, and then in the summer I play usually, sometimes I'll play my state am and then north south and then hopefully USAM. And I'll just play those three. There's, y'all know how it is. There's not a ton of events for girls. Like on the guy's side, they have what, eight or nine summer events they can play. Girls just really don't have that. When you played the North South this last summer, what was that event like, you know, going that far in match play and being able to play out on Piners number two for the week? It was really fun. I, I really like Pinehurst number two. Um, I think it just tests all of your game. Like you have to drive the ball well, you have to chip, putt well. Um, and it's really mentally challenging. You have to get over like the intimidate intimidation factor of Pinehurst. So I personally, that's like, I really love that tournament. I think it's a great event to play in. Um, it's a long week though. I was pretty tired at the end of it. It's hot. Y'all know, I mean, middle of July in Pinehurst is, it's tough, but I think that tournament really helped me gain some confidence going into the fall. Just, I played really well there, made the cut in a playoff and then played really well in match play. I, I love match play. I think it suits my game. Um, so I felt like I kind of just did the same thing. I had played it the summer before and made it to the round of 16. And I felt like I kind of just was tired that week, but I, I really liked Pinehurst number two and I love North South. What do you think the strength of your game is? I would say ball striking. I'm a pretty good ball striker. Like when I have an off day, like my misses aren't too bad. Um, I've always been a really good iron player. That's definitely been my strength, my whole golf game. I've always been able to hit my irons really well and usually hit them pretty close to the hole. What do you think about your short game? <laughs> that is definitely the weakest part of my game. <laughs> I would say chipping is where I have the most area to improve. Definitely need to work on my like shot selection, but short game is something like, I just, I don't know. It's, it's really tough for me to practice short game. Like the only time I like enjoy practicing short game is when I'm playing on the course. I find it really tedious to like, just sit there and chip a bunch of balls or do a bunch of up and downs or putt a hundred three footers which I know you should, like, I definitely think people that do that, that is awesome. And I'm sure your short game is phenomenal, but that's just something for me. I just do not personally enjoy. What an interesting perspective. I think that's super interesting because in a way I like, I, I agree, you know, like you can sit here and practice all these bunker shots all you want, but it's not until you're in the golf course and you have that shot where it's like, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. Yep. For me, I play my best when I play golf a lot. So I don't spend a lot of time on the driving range. I don't, I mean, I'll putt a little bit, but I don't really chip and putt practice like I should. I'd rather go play. And it's just like more applicable in my opinion. Me too. That I, that, I think that's why I play really good when I come back from break is because I play so much when I'm home. Like when I'm here, I feel like I'm sure it's the same for y'all. Y'all probably practice more than you do when you go home. Like when I go home, I play all the time. Like I rarely practice. Yeah, this past summer, I I was literally on the driving range once. That was the U.S. Women's AM qualifier. And then I was on the driving range at the USAM, and that was the only time I was on the driving range. I was probably on the driving range a total of, like, six, seven times the whole summer because I'm the same way. Like, I play every day. And when I, and I tell you this, I, I don't even warm up when I go play. Like, I literally go straight to the first team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are some of your favorite putting drills, even though you don't really practice putting? We do three, four, five, which is where you do 12 putts, three, four, five, and you have to make all of those. And then I have ball gate T drill that I really like, and then I'll put on a yardstick. And that's most of my drills. And I'll do like a few lag putt drills, but those are the, probably the ones I do on like a daily basis, I'd say. This past year, one of my teammates played with you. And she told me after the round that you and I had such similar games. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And now hearing you tell me how you warm up putting makes me laugh because that's how I putt. Like I put on, mm -hmm. I don't know, 
I don't think it's a yardstick. I don't know the difference. You have that big one. You have the wide one. Mine's like a legit yardstick. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's definitely a meter stick. It's like, it's super thick and like, it's almost impossible to miss unless the putt's just not straight anyways. Do you do any short game drills like within your team? We'll play 21 a lot, but, and, and then like during practice, we'll do like have to get four out of the five up and downs or stuff like that. But in our free time, we just play 21. Yeah. I think it's so funny to hear everyone we've interviewed so far has always said 21 is the go-to chipping game. Mm-hmm. I love 21. Yeah, me too. And today at practice day, actually, that's what we did. We played a group 21 game. It was super fun. In your opinion, how has college golf developed your game? It definitely has helped me a ton in my game personally. I feel like it's helped me mature a lot on the golf course. I've figured out what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are. I've finally understand like, okay, it's 200 yards to this hole to a back left flag. Like can't go for this pit and that kind of stuff. Um, and it's also helped, like you play with the best of the best. You play really tough golf courses. Y'all know it. And I just think like overall, I've, I don't want to say the word mature again, but that's really what it has been. It's just been, a mature, I've matured a lot and I've learned a lot. And I feel like I've just figured out like what works for me and have accepted that. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things about golf. How does college golf prepare you for amateur events and future professional careers? For professional golf, I think we're playing against the people we're going to play against in professional golf. I think that's something that's going to help. Like right now, if, or in three years from now, if I were to turn pro, I feel like I'd be playing with most people I've grown up playing with. So I wouldn't be so intimidated by like, oh my gosh, look who's over there. Like, I know y'all, like, I'd be like, oh, hey, so-and-so. So I think that's something that's really helping me for professional golf. And then for amateur golf, I mean, we see the same people all the time and you play the golf courses how in college, how you play in amateur golf. So I think it's just, you're very comfortable with how everything works. Like you don't ever feel out of sorts. Like where sometimes when you're a junior golfer going to play like a big amateur event, you feel a little bit out of place. So I think that's where I just feel really comfortable. Yeah, I agree. Is there anything that the coaches require the team to do when practicing? It depends on the day. Like some days we'll have certain challenges we have to complete. And then other days we can kind of just do what we want for an hour, but not really anything crazy. I would say four out of the six days we practice, we'll have like one challenge we have to complete, but nothing too bad. And those challenges focus on something specific, whether that's a putting or chipping. Yeah. Usually there'll be one day it's like a chipping challenge. One day it's a wedge challenge. Maybe one day it's having to hit like 10 fairways. Um, another could be completing three, four, five, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's nothing like we kind of always, anytime they tell us to do something, it's something we've already done before. In one of our previous podcasts, we talk with Caroline Craig from Georgia and how Josh Brewer goes out into the driving range and stands out there and they hit wedges at him to see the consistency and accuracy and, you know, does your coach do anything like that? I don't think so. No. I mean, at tournaments, sometimes she'll go stand where the flag stick supposed to be like where she thinks the flag could be and we'll hit at her, but never on the driving range. No, she never does that. Doesn't, doesn't that sound something we like we should talk to our coaches about? <laughs> oh my gosh. My coach would be like, I'm not doing that crap. We all go hit to the green or something. <laughs> I think that would make practice just so much more enjoyable. Not that it's not already enjoyable, but you know, a reward. Yeah. I don't know how that would go with ours. <laughs> Does your team practice for match play at all? Not really. Usually, I think last year we did one match play thing where we had, I would play against so-and-so. And then if I won, I would play against the winner of another match. But we, we don't, we I don't think many teams practice match play a lot. It's not something you can practice, I feel like, because it's not the same as when you go into a tournament playing against someone you don't know. I mean, yeah, I agree. 
in a way. I mean, sometimes you get paired up with people, you know, that's true, but it is, I feel like it is good to practice match play in a way because if we didn't practice it at all, the only times that we would play match play is SECs. And that's if you, you make it that far and yeah. nationals, you make it that far. And then if you think about it, a lot of the summer tournaments that everyone plays in North South women's Western amateur they are all match all play. match play yeah that is true I mean we I really think we probably practice match play like once or twice a year we we just don't do it much yeah we didn't do it at all last year and this year we actually did we had a Louisville versus Kentucky match play event um this past month and it was awesome to see just like practice match play you know I mean I, I did end up playing against a girl I didn't know so it was cool to get to know her but as well as just like practicing those match play skills. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think you either have it or you don't. It comes down to the mentality. I agree completely with that. And now we're starting to see a lot of these like different college events, like starting to have match play, like you guys just talked about. And I feel like it can be difficult for teams sometimes because you only have a team of maybe at the most like 10 girls or 12 girls. And that's a, I mean, that's a really big team, but most teams, you know, you have like seven or eight girls and it's kind of hard to, to simulate, you know, when you're playing another team and it's like five girls against five girls, it's kind of hard to like exactly like replicate what that is like. Um, I feel like there's like little things you can do to kind of practice like pressure, high pressure situations and things, Mm -hmm. but it can be difficult to like actually go out and like practice that kind of format. So speaking of match play, your team won SECs last year. So can you just take us through that week? I know that's a lot of golf, especially now that there's match play involved. So how did your team handle that? Well, it's in Birmingham. So that's kind of like, that's close to home for us. That's two hours away. So we're all really comfortable with that. And four out of the five girls have played SECs that played in our lineup. I was actually the only one that had never played SEC championship out of the girls that played. So I think that was really big for us because they were all really comfortable there, not nervous. Like it wasn't a crazy big event for them. So I think that helped, but we all were really focused going into that week. Like we wanted to win. Like that was definitely the tournament we were probably prepared for the best mentally out of all the events of the whole year. Like we had one goal and that was to win the whole thing. Like we, nothing was going to get in our way that week. So I think that was something we did excellent. And to your first point, that's like just COVID freshman things, right? We're all in the same year. We're all juniors in college and a very interesting freshman year. So it's kind of weird. I feel like we're all still kind of navigating college because we had such a weird first year. Sometimes I feel like I'm still a freshman. Me too. I know. Whenever I'm like, oh, I'm a junior, I'm like, I did not feel like it. I feel like I just moved here. One of my teammates, Marissa, you guys both know her. We were actually talking today and, you know, we're coming up with the decision of of whether or not we're going to take a fifth year. And we were driving to dinner and she made the comment. She's like, I know I'm a junior, but at the same time, I still feel like a freshman. Like everything's still so new. And obviously with COVID, it is what it is. And we're in the middle of that. But it was funny that you guys just mentioned that because, I mean, us here at Kentucky, us juniors, we still feel like freshmen. Like it's just with COVID, it's been so difficult to adjust. And, you know, we're missing out on things that our upperclassmen were able to, to do. But it's crazy to see the change and how three years later, you're still a freshman. So back to SECs, you won all three of your matches during that week. What was your mentality going into each match? Just to take it one shot at a time and just to treat it like any other match play event, not to make it bigger than it really is. I was just trying to win the point for my team. I wasn't trying to win it for myself or do anything out of my reach. Like I was just really focused on hitting that first tee ball and making that last putt. Like that was all I was thinking about just staying in the present, just one shot at a time. That's something like I tell myself all the time. So that I say that a lot, one shot at a time, because that is something I say religiously when I'm playing golf or before a tournament. It's just something my coaches always told me, and it, it's something I'll always say. 
especially in postseason two, I feel like that whole one shot at a time at a time idea is so crucial because, you know, like if you get too far ahead of yourself, thinking, oh, we could win conference. Oh, we could win regionals. We could win nationals. And you're getting that far ahead of yourself. It can get really overwhelming. And it's pretty hard when you have a whole team depending on you sometimes being an anchor match and things like that or being the deciding point. You know, you really like literally just have to take one shot at a time. You can't think about winning the whole thing because you already got enough on your plate. Exactly. Yep. So correct me if I'm wrong, but for the SEC, you guys were able to have substitutions at your conference event last year. Did you yes. guys use any substitutions and kind of how did how did your team handle being able to have that opportunity? We took five for stroke play, but we had one person at home, Brooke Sanson, and she was going to be our six, but she did not come for stroke play. She came the night after the final round of stroke play, and we weren't really sure if she was going to get subbed in or not. Her By her coming, we kind of figured she was going to, and then once she got there, our coach was like, hey, I'm going to put her in, and y'all might not know her. She actually just graduated from Auburn, but she's a very good match play player. That is one of her strong suits. She's just that kind of person, like, she never gives up. She might not hit 18 greens, but, like, if she doesn't hit the green, she'll make – she'll chip in or she'll make the 40-footer for birdie. Or she's just one of those people that she wears on you, and she's a really good match play player because she might have five birdies, but she might have a triple as well. And that in match play, that doesn't – that's fine. You'd rather have the person that's going to have five birdies instead of two – or 17 pars, whatever. But – Julie McCarthy played stroke play for us and she's just very boring golfer. We'll have 16 pars, one birdie, one bogey, just keeps it right in front of her. So for match play, our coach felt like Brooke would be more suited in that. And it worked out because Brooke had one of her matches that ended up not counting and then she won a match for us. So it was very helpful to have Brooke play. And match play, it's like the only time ever where 16 pars is a bad thing. Yep, exactly. I know. <laughs> and for those listening that don't know, the NCAA has created this rule now where all college golf teams that are competing can bring like a sixth player, which is this substitute that we were just talking about. And um, it's really interesting now to see um, this whole aspect to be able to sub a player in before or after rounds, um, before and after matches. Um, and so it's really cool to be able to see the SEC kind of implement that to like help prepare your teams for nationals as well. So now the most important question, how did you guys celebrate after you won? We went back home to Auburn and we actually went straight to tumors after winning. And so we got to roll tumors and our men's team was there. Uh, a lot of other athletes were there. So, and our new football coach was actually there too um and it was a really cool experience that definitely will be something I'll never forget being an Auburn student athlete and being able to rule tumors because that is not something all athletes could say they've done because I mean most sports outside of football if you don't win like a big event you don't roll tumors so for me it was it was really cool to be able to roll tumors and for our win I'm so sorry I am so confused I don't know what a tumor is I mean I like know what <laughs> no sorry 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 okay so tumors is like where we roll so like tumors corner is our downtown I keep referring to it as like something everyone knows so we have like in our downtown we have like tumors drugs which is like at the corner and then like when you go to tumors you go to roll like that's just it's like the saying like tumors like let's go to tumors I don't know so is it a restaurant no, it's a place like tumors is like, that's where we roll. Like the trees are there. What do you mean you roll? We like throw toilet paper on the trees at tumors. I feel like I can help explain this from an outsider perspective. Like being someone who doesn't get okay. off and saw it. It's basically just like you have like this intersection and there's like some stores across the street. And then there's like this like just little like piece of like land, like almost like a little park and there's trees and there's like a little building and they just like go then when they say roll they're like teeping the trees with the toilet paper yeah it's in our downtown and like so our campus backs up to downtown so you can walk from campus to downtown so like tumors this might be a better explanation tumors is where 
downtown and campus meet. Maybe that's it. And so you throw toilet paper on the trees at tumors. I mean, that was a very good explanation. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I was just like, what? <laughs> I mean, is this, a, is this a bar? I mean, what is going on? Um, so you guys went directly to tumors to throw some toilet paper on some trees. Mm-hmm. So who cleans up the toilet paper? How long is it there? Uh, I think like the city cleans it up. I don't know. They they spray it down the very next day. Like they get like water hoses and spray it all off and then just pick it up. And then when you guys showed up, or is there just like ton of toilet paper sitting in the middle of the street and you just pick it up and just start throwing? <laughs> no, I think our director of ops bought it for us. And then Joy, I don't know what her position is. I can't think of it right now. She bought like a bunch of toilet paper for us too. So how many rolls were there in total? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I could have guessed that. <laughs> Was there any advice that you were given that week that helped you and the team win the SEC championship from your coaches or anybody else? Our director of ops, her husband is Buddy Alexander. So he was the longtime coach at Florida for the men. And we're all really close with her and him. And he texted us the night before just saying, he was like, it's just an SEC championship. Like treat it like that. He's like, I have so many rings. I can't even count. Like don't make it bigger than it is. And I think that was something like he texted us all throughout the week and, but he's a really cool, funny guy. And so for him to text us that, we're like, all right, let's just do what buddy says. Like, let's just treat it like a normal tournament. Like let's not make it bigger, bigger than it is. And I think that was something honestly that really helped us because we were all really nervous the night before. Then after he texted that, we're like, okay, let's just go do it. Like not a big deal. Megan Furtney just sent me a picture of what the toilet paper on the trees look like. It's pretty cool. It looks like snow. Yeah, it does. It really does. That's our snow in Auburn. Last year, you competed in the ANWAL, Augusta National Women's Amateur. What did it mean you'd be able to keep, compete at that event? It was a very, very good event. Definitely the best event any woman's amateur golfer can play in. It was kind of hard to put words like once you play it you get it you're like oh yeah like this is definitely the best event I'll ever play in like a few of my teammates had played in it before me and they always said that and I was like yeah like I played USAMs like you know not a big deal but then when you play it you're like oh crap like this is this is it like this is the big event for a girl to play in and it was really awesome it's it's a tough golf course though the two courses you play before you even make the cut is it's a tough week but it's it's a really fun event and it's nice to see all your friends and have your family come so I felt like it was definitely one of my favorite events to play it like my favorite one to play in you played two rounds at champions retreat and then one round at Augusta yep how was it playing Augusta was that your first time I played once before that with a member but I played I mean I didn't play in like a real tournament there because I didn't make the cut so I feel like playing in a tournament there would make it way better, but still playing Augusta is playing Augusta. Like you, you can't understand it until you do it kind of thing. Yes. I luckily had the opportunity to play it this past December and um, it was so incredible. I mean, the golf course was in fantastic shape. Unfortunately for me, um, I, I don't think I recognized any of the holes until I got to the green. I was just oblivious. Like I'd hit tee shot on 11 and I had no idea what hole it was until I got, saw the approach and I'm like, Oh my gosh. But I mean, it's every golfer's dream and to be able to have the opportunity to play there and the annual in a tournament. I mean, that is awesome for the game of women, for the women's golf game. Yep. I definitely agree with you on that. How hard is it to balance college golf and big events like this? I don't think it's too challenging because your coaches work with you really well. Like they understand that this is a huge event for you to play in. And I mean, I didn't find any challenge last year playing in it. Like they were totally understanding of it, supported me. And a lot of people come say good luck to all three of us that were playing in it. It's they, our university does a great job of this for us. So I assume your professors were very lenient as well. 
I have one that didn't really like love it, but she was fine with it. She was just like, I just, you still have to do these assignments when they're due because it's not a university excuse absence. And then one of my other professors, she's like, have a great week. Like, don't worry about it. So what is your favorite hole out at Augusta National? 10, number 10. That's my favorite hole. Is there any specific reason? I birdied it in the practice round and birdied it when I played it before. So I've birdied it twice, but and it's, it's a really pretty hole too. It's kind of a dog leg left down the hill. So I don't know. I just like how it looks. During the first 36 holes, you played at Champions Retreat, like you mentioned before. How was that course? Very good golf course, but very challenging too. It command like you have to hit every shot like there's no shot you can get up there and just be like okay like I can hit this driver wherever like you have to be very focused very patient also last year it was pretty chilly too and we had a, a weather delay one of the days and so that was made it a little bit harder but it's a tough golf course I'm not gonna lie like I found it very challenging at the time I wasn't playing my best golf and I just switched from traditional putting to arm lock and those greens are quick and so for people that arm lock know that you have to barely tap the ball to get it going because it's a really heavy putter so I think that was something that I found really tough out there but very good golf course like it's a great layout really really nice too yeah I remember my teammates who played last year they talked about champions retreat basically as much as they talked about Augusta National I think that says a lot about the difficulty and just the high quality of that golf course you guys play as well because they they were talking about that course a lot it's yeah it's really difficult that's all I have to say (laughs) speaking of pure golf courses you and the men's team had the opportunities to compete at Murfield Village of the Barbara Nicholas Cup. How nice was that golf course? It was a really great golf course. Very tough, a lot of up and down, but I would say like top five nicest golf courses ever played. It was in great condition too when we played. So, but it's it's challenging. And I know they have the memorial there, but I have not really watched the memorial much. So I didn't really know a lot about it. But our men's team like could tell you shot by shot who hit this, who hit that, where, and they loved it. And it was, it was a really fun event. We didn't play great as our teams, but we had a good time. So I guess that's all that matters. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yep. What was it like playing with the men's team in a college event? Different. Their game and our game are way different. Y'all know this, but to play with a college golfer is a lot different because like they have how they want to do certain things and being there with our men's team coaches like it was quite difficult to do all of it honestly and but it was really it was a great learning experience because I felt like I learned stuff from them and I don't know if they learned anything from me like they're all so good but I they like helped me a lot with like certain chips certain putts like I really enjoyed playing with our men's team How close are the girls and the guys golf teams to your school? Very close. Like I hang out with them a lot. I mean, I date one of them, so I have to hang out with them (laughs) by association. But no, like we all hang out a ton together. I would say most weekends we will go over to one of the guys' house and just hang out, watch like basketball games, or we'll go to his house before a football game and I'll walk to campus together. So we do any big event we're probably going to do with our boys, which is really nice. So you date one of the guys on the men's team? Yes, I do. (laughs) I'm sure he won't even listen to this. You're probably the better of the two or? Yes, (laughs) no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he disagrees. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he does. But like, if you want to go off like statistics and all that, like, I'm definitely way better. <laughs> I'm sure it's super cool to date someone on the men's team, you know, and to be super competitive together. I mean, I'm sure it's kind of weird when you guys see each other at practice as a team, but it's super cool to, you know, make each other better and thrive off of each other. You've won two events in college as far, and you've also won quite a few events during your junior career. So what would you say is the biggest difference between winning in junior golf versus winning now in college? 
again, like I said earlier, I would say maturity. I think that was something that I realized, like, you just have to kind of respect the golf courses you're playing, like take what it gives you and just kind of, again, one shot at a time. But I definitely think I matured a lot from the beginning of my freshman year to the end of my freshman year and then the beginning of my sophomore year. Like I just learned a lot about my game, what I, what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are. You won your first college event at Lake Oconee. How special was that tournament for you? It was one of like the coolest things I probably have ever done. Um, my dad was there for it. And actually my coach and his wife, and then two of my best friends from my hometown were there when I won. So that was really awesome. Um, and I didn't know I won until like 15 minutes after getting off the last hole. I had no idea because I was back like two or three shots and the girl that was leading shot two or three over that day. And I shot 68. And I just was so focused on just playing that round. And I think that was something, again, that helped me win was I never thought about winning. I was like, I'm just going to shoot the best number I feel like I can shoot today. And I think that definitely will help you win. Because if you get so amped up and all you can focus on, like, I really, really want to win this tournament, like, you're going to get so nervous. And I feel like just get ahead of yourself before you even put the ball on the first tee. Yeah, that's so true. Um, what is your favorite event in college golf been? Darius Rucker. I really like that event. And I like that golf course. Do you guys get to do anything fun at that tournament? Go to his concert, which is really, really awesome, actually. Like, I know everyone gets to go, but that's something like not a lot of people can say. They went to a Darius, like a private Darius Rucker concert. You've had several rounds under par. What have you done to help you get from scoring in the 70s to scoring in the 60s? Making more putts inside of 10 feet. I think that's the biggest thing. Everyone kind of can hit the ball pretty good, but a lot of people don't make a ton of putts. And I think that's the next thing, like when you want to get your scoring average down or shoot more under par rounds, like you have to make, you have to make those. And how would you say team golf has helped you grow as a golfer? it's made me more competitive. Like you compete all the time with your teammates, like always doing challenges, always pushing one another. And I just think that's something like you can't do by yourself. Yeah. It's definitely such a unique time in our life because I feel like in junior golf and then once you get out on tour professionally, you know, you're a lot more on your own. And in college golf, you're literally surrounded by some of the best college golfers, amateur golfers in the country every day. You get to practice with them, push each other and play with them and like being able to just do that. And that's just like the norm is so like incredibly special. Yeah. Last year, your team made it to the quarterfinals of the NCAA championship. This is one of the longest weeks in all of golf. How did you and your team manage all the rounds that were played? We really stayed focused on each round at hand. We never got too worried about what we had done the previous day or we weren't worried about what we needed to shoot the next day. We were just stayed really focused on, okay, this is all we can only control this round that we have, these 18 holes, this five hours. So I felt like that's something just to focus on that day. Cause if you think about it, if you draw out all the dates, you're there for a long time. Like, I feel like for me, if I was, if I was thinking I have seven more days at this golf course, I'd be like, oh, I don't know how many more good rounds I have left me, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's, solid way to think about it especially in the match play perspective I feel like staying in the moment is just so important yeah no I definitely agree that's and that's a tough golf course too yeah extremely difficult <laughs> what was it like as more and more teams left the site I don't know I really never even thought about that like that never even phased me people leaving like I just didn't want to be one of those teams leaving. Like we're just trying to stay all the way to the end. <laughs> I don't know about you, but Megan Fertney and I have been talking a lot about the ice cream they had a few of those days oh, there. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Well, I'm sure since more teams were leaving, there was more for you guys. Yeah, I don't know. I had it every day before I teed off most days. Yeah, I like to have it in the middle of the golf course. I didn't have any during the middle of the round. I was the substitute player that week. And so I got to go out and watch the team still. 
And one of my most important obligations was for sure making the milkshake runs to bring out to my teammates during the round or at the turn, I would bring them their milkshakes. And that's so we funny. definitely noticed like as the week went on and less and less teams were there that the lines were shorter. So we had greater access to the milkshakes. And I really <laughs> that like fueled us to just continue as far as we could go because those things were great. They were really good. Do you think the atmosphere changed at all once you made it to the match play portion? I do think that it did. I think for us, we were really tired because we clawed our way to make every cut. And that last day we shot 10 under. And I think we were on such a high just from making that cut and shooting 10 under, which y'all know that's like, that's a good day of golf for four girls to shoot 10 under on that golf course. And I think when we went into match play, we we did not go into that match play against Oklahoma State with the right, right mindset. Like we still talk about it to this day. Like all we were focused on was we were just so happy we made the cut and we were able to play match play instead of refocusing and like doing like we did for SECs. Like, okay, now we're in this is a new tournament, this is a new ball game. Like, let's focus on playing Oklahoma State tomorrow. That is one of the greatest challenges now in postseason is trying to like kind of keep everything like contained after you make the cut and make it to match play um, and being able to really just kind of like get that excitement and rally it in and try to like get some energy for the for the day ahead and the like long couple of days that you have ahead of you. Uh, it's definitely difficult. Did your team have any expectations going into the week? We wanted to win, I felt like like, I mean, I think every team there wanted to win. <laughs> Um, but I think we were just mainly trying to focus on like, let's just win the day. Let's play the best round of golf we can every day. What regional side did you come from? Louisville. And we had a, we shot like seven under that final round to make it. We were in like eighth. So like, that was the only thing, like, I think everyone on our team were like frustrated with each other was like, we kept digging ourselves in these holes. And, like, SECs was the one tournament that we, like, never thought about making the cut, and we won. So we're like, maybe we should try and play a little bit better to start out. <laughs> yeah, interesting enough. But at the end of the day, you guys always clutched up when you needed to, and that's very important. That is. No, like, we definitely do a really good job of that, but it's stressful. I'm sure moving forward this season, you guys have a better grip and idea of how you guys play your best golf. and it'll be easier to succeed from that instead of putting yourself in these nice deep holes. Yeah. Going in your freshman year, your team had just come off of the final four finish nationals. What was the atmosphere like? Our team that year had really high expectations for themselves and felt like they had a chip on their shoulder kind of thing. So I think that was something that really helped me as a freshman. I was like, okay, like, this team I'm coming into has high expectations. Like I need to prove myself. And I, I think that really helped me develop my game into the player I am today. How was the experience at Eastlake? That was a really fun event for me. And I'll never forget it. Cause that was my first match play event in college was Eastlake. And we actually beat Duke. Um, and then we lost to Wake Forest in the finals. But it was it was a great week for us. I, I felt like I had a blast, even though we lost like that kind of sucked. But I still had fun. I won one of my matches and then lost to Amelia, which is a good person to lose to. She's a tough match play girl. What is the most important thing you learned from playing college golf? I think for me, probably staying patient and just staying really committed to everything that I'm doing. I think something that a lot of people struggle with is spreading themselves too thin and like waiting, like and wanting everything to happen right now. And I think it's just really good to just have your little area of focus that when you're at golf, when you're at school, when you're at lifts, like just really having just that's all your focus. I think that's super important in like trusting the process and knowing at the end of the day that it's all going to work out. If there was one piece of advice you would give your 18 year old self upon entering college, what would that be? don't be in a hurry just let it come as it's supposed to happen like everything happens for a reason and just not to rush into anything yeah I think that's that's a really good answer for your situation 
Megan, thank you so much for joining us. We had such a great time talking to you. Thanks so much for having me. I had a great time.